everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me... How's it going, everybody? And Happy New Year. Jay-Z, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I always forget to say your name first. Yeah, I jumped the gun on that. That's okay. They know. Yeah. They know Those two know. people that listen? Yeah. They know. They know. Yeah. It is officially dis- December, January 1st, 2022. The old year has gone. The new year is coming and we finally have snow. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Snowing right now. Uh, it's time for us to start our new year's resolutions of working out at the gym and being done by the end of the month. Is that something you did? No. Is that a resolution? That's not a resolution. I mean, I always, every year I always strive to try to get in better shape than what I was here before. Yeah. But going to the gym, I don't know. I've tried that stick and it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, I struggled. To, I struggled with the gym membership for a while. Yeah. Do you go? No, no, no. Well, I mean, we bought a treadmill, and yeah. I got the, I got some uh, weights and things mm-hmm. here, and I don't use those. So no, I'm not going to yeah, buy right. a gym membership. No, I do use the treadmill. I like the treadmill. Yeah. Um, yeah. As like we stated, new new studio, new us. No, we're the same. New to new uses. Should we, do you think we should just like, no. Oh man, what what were you going to say? Should we have a moment of silence for Betty White? I know this is going to come out like five days later. Okay, well, we have Betty White, we have John Madden, uh, and many, many others who died in December. Last week. Last week. It is sad. It is. She was a national treasure. Cultural icon yeah for real so was john madden I yeah, mean, yeah even yeah. if you didn't like football you knew who john madden was yeah which is which is sad for sure she has some great she has some great stuff out there all the people she got to work with in the movie industry though like going back like don knots and those guys she's been around uh, forever yeah she was born in like 43 i think i don't know the math she was gonna be almost 100 she was born in 1922. Oh, you're right. She was two weeks from her 100th birthday. Golly. Yeah, that's that's insane. She's and seen she was, everything. She's seen everything. She was older than sliced bread. And. Like, think of even though she was 99, she was still as sharp as a tack. Like her mind was just like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was still going. Yeah. I remember because we, we we had been talking about her birthday party, which they do on TV. I, I was talking to my mom about this not even a month ago because they advertise her birthday party. Mm. And somebody was interviewing her and she's like, yeah, I'd still walking down, walk up and down all my stairs. I still, we're like, I'm 30 and I barely do that. <laughs> and you're almost 100. That's, I mean, staying active. Is a different era she's... though. Huh? A different era of people. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yep. On to coffee talk? Coffee talk. So, 2022 changes. I'm doing coffee talks forever. (laughs) No, just today. And I didn't put you through any misery of anything bad. This is actually good. I had Vera make it because she's better than I am. Okay. And so this is called Jazzy Java. Okay. 
A delicious blend of rum, pecans, and cinnamon. Rum. That's what it says. That's what it says. She made this for me the other day, and I was like, "You're doing this for our coffee time." And then she got a frother for Christmas, so obviously that's. Oh my gosh! It's so good, isn't it? There's no creamer in there. That's just the. I don't think she put any creamer the in there. Frother. No, that's just the. Oh yeah, the frother. That's not cream. That's just milk. She may have put. She may have put creamer in mine. I don't know if she did in yours. She puts a little bit of French vanilla in the milk. I can taste the mine. French vanilla. That's probably that's what, what she, she did. did. Okay. That's probably what she did. That's a nice accent, though. It's not bad. No, it really... I wonder how they get the rum flavor in there. I don't know. That's interesting. I've never seen that. They soak the beans, man. They, they soak, soak the, the beans. beans. And then they burn it out. But that vanilla mixed with that actually is really good. So this comes from Maple City Roasters. This is a, it's a little coffee place up in northwestern Indiana. Up in Michigan City, I guess. Oh my gosh, that's so good. That's so good. I understand Vera made it, but you decided to bring this to Coffee Talk. And for that, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> okay, well, listen, you're going to get some other stuff from me later in the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're going to keep yeah. this trend going because I like it. I like it a lot. We're still recording. We're still looking good. Yeah, we look good. Oh my gosh, dude, that is really good. I. I forgot my name. <laughs> That's one way to live your life. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't want to put this down. I just wanted to. So what else you been watching? Oh, let's see. Wow. I'm trying to think. Well, Book of Boba Fett came out, which, I mean, we did an episode on that, short episode on that, so I'm not going to talk about that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Find that on YouTube, everybody. Yep. Uh, what else? I've watched a couple older movies. I watched uh, 2006's uh, The Night Listener with Robin Williams. Okay. It was pretty good. It was based on like a uh, a kid who calls into Robin Williams' radio station. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, and they start like corresponding with each other. And this kid was like sick and he was, he had it. So anyways, the kid, it's, the kid had a AIDS and he was abused. It's like a social work type film. Uh, and so yeah, Robert Williams starts corresponding with this kid. I don't want to give it away. There's a lot of, but uh, there's like a really crazy twist. It was a mid 2000s one. I think 2006. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, this, the case and stuff is like from the nineties though. Like it happened. Uh, i trying to think what else have I been watching though? Were oh Harry Potter oh yeah I've been wa- I started watching the Harry Potter movies because I've never seen those so I we were we went and saw Spider Man again today and took the kids and I saw another trailer for the Fantastic Beasts the third one in that new trilogy yeah those movies aren't good they're not good the Fantastic Beasts movies are not good oh really um we'll have to watch them at some point yeah and we can maybe once you get through all the Harry Potter movies maybe we could do an episode on just the series as a whole. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. And just kind of get a rundown of that. And then watch the Fantastic Beast movies because they're they're not good, John. They're not good. <laughs> well, part of the reason I started watching Harry Potter was because I saw the trailer for that Fantastic Beast film when we went and watched Spider-Man. And I was like, it actually looks like it could be good. Nope. So I was like, well, I want to watch the Harry Potter movies first. And uh, But yeah, I, I the last one I watched, it's been a week ago now, was uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. So, I got a few. I got a little ways to go. They get better. 
I mean, none of them are bad, but yeah. they progressively do get, they mm-hmm. get better. Obviously in quality and acting performances, they yeah. were just little kids when they started. Everyone I've talked to though, like their favorite one is the prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. I think Vera said that. And another guy I talked to, yeah. he said the same thing. It's a good story. It's one yeah. of the best stories at all of them. Yeah. They get kind of convoluted towards the end. Not in a bad way. It's just yeah. personal preference. Yeah. Um, outside of Spider-Man, I don't think I've watched much else. Still in the office. Ugh. You're Still on the, the office. Season, season nine now. Season nine. We're so almost you're, done. You're almost oh, done. We're almost done. Yeah. Season nine's rough. It's not. It's funny. It's got its moments. And I enjoy it more for nostalgic purposes because that was like the only season I remember watching on television like completely through every week. Okay. Uh, so I, I like it for that, but it's not a great, there's some of the episodes are kind of rough to get through. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, the, the interns are on there. Oh yeah. So you got the little, the, the guy from hot tub time machine. I don't remember his name. Uh, they call him little Dwight. He's <laughs> funny. Yeah. He's probably one of the funniest elements of the season as a whole, mm-hmm. but some of the other subplots, I'm like, Oh, I don't yeah. care about this at all. Yeah. I really want to get into the stuff with Pam and Jim and Jim's business that he's trying to start, but it's really hard. And I'm just like, Hey, I don't care. I'm going to yeah. be honest. I don't care, but it probably should have ended at season eight. Yeah. We'll see how I feel by the end of it. Yeah. Uh, Cobra Kai season four just dropped last night. Oh, did it? Yeah. So actually, as soon as I get home tonight, we're going to start watching that. I never got into it. It's it's a really good show. My, that's what my dad told me too. You told me, and my dad told me that maybe one day. I really miss watching movies. I haven't seen movies in a while because <laughs> we've been watching The Office. So, uh, you ready to get into it then? Yeah, into the yeah. title movie uh, review for today. Yeah. What What did we watch? We watched Joe Bell, twenty twenty, starring Mark Wahlberg, Reed Miller, Connie Britton, Maxwell Jenkins. And Gary Sinise. Ooh. Other uh, other minor minor character actors as well, but it was directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green, written by Diane Diana Os Diana Osana and Larry McCurdy. And you know what? This is crazy because this movie had like twenty one or twenty two producers on it. I really? know producers like twenty one is what this says. Literally almost anybody could get their name put down as a producer. You don't have to do much. You got to click a couple of buttons. But to see 21 people listed, like that's a lot. And I don't know if you noticed when the credits roll, roll, rolled. Yeah, they the rolled. Credits rolled. When uh, the credits rolled. <laughs> I saw one of the executive producers on this. Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Yeah. And I looked it up to make sure it was the same Jake Gyllenhaal. It is the same Jake Gyllenhaal. Huh. Good for him. So... It was just interesting. Yeah. It was something I noticed. And I picked this one to yes. start off 2022. So it's the true story of a small town working class father who embarks on a solo walk across the U.S. to crusade against bullying after his son is tormented in high school for being gay. For being, yeah. That's what. Uh, bullying. IMDb. Yeah. It's rated R. Has a runtime of a one hour, 34 minutes. It's getting pretty, uh, pretty positive reviews. You know, Middling, I would say middling reviews, you know, yeah. they, they don't think it's the greatest, but they don't think it's the worst kind of yeah. thing. What, what did you think 
upon going into this, what did you know about this? It's based on a true story. So what did you know about it going in? I had absolutely zero knowledge. Um, I didn't realize it was based on a true story until the end. Okay. Um, I knew, I knew I had Mark Wahlberg and I knew that. Gary Sinise surprised me though. I knew Gary Sinise was in it. I saw it on the, when I looked it up. I was, yeah, I wasn't paying attention to oh. supporting actors. And yeah. I was like, Oh, well, Hey Gary. Uh, and I knew just what you had told me that it was about a father who went on a walk across the country, uh, because his son got bullied for being gay in school. Okay. So that that's about all I had on it. Yeah. Yeah, I knew a little bit more because, I mean, this literally happened in our lifetime. Since we've been adults, mm-hmm. this, this took place. I don't remember what year it happened, though. They had cell phones. I think it was probably the mid-2000s. I was going to say 2000. You're looking it up. Uh I've seen if IMDb had it on there. Yeah. Uh, his son took his life on January, January 19th of 2013. Yeah. So, so we were adults yeah. when this happened, which is crazy to think, you know, obviously you don't know everything that happens in the world at, or even in this country, but it's weird to put movies in perspective of, since we've been adults, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. Same thing with that kind of, that Deepwater Horizon movie with Mark Wahlberg. It's just like, man, this stuff was happening. What, like, where was I? What was I doing yeah. when this stuff was going on? You know? I remember the oral, the oil, oral, oral. <laughs> I remember the oil rig. I remember when all that went on. Uh, but yeah, this I had never. Yeah. And this is a little bit more low key. Yeah. He tried to make it a, a thing, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Bell try to make it a big deal and try to get it on the news and in, in people's, uh, in front of people's faces as much as he could, which I respect, yeah. you know, he didn't get super far though, either. I think if far. he would have made it, he didn't get far. And without spoiling it now, what happened at the end of this movie, I did not know happened. That's the only element of the movie. I didn't know happened in, in real life. Him get the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I try not to spoil it. Yeah. Like, let's just give a, a, a little bit of a, right. our opinions on it without going too much into detail of the yeah. story. But what did you think from a, a movie standpoint? How did you think th- that it went? If you were to critique the, the film in and of itself, not the story, but yeah. just the, the yeah. film. I felt I was confused a lot. Not confused. It was getting frustrating because it's non, it's told in a non nonlinear. Yes. Uh, which I, I don't hate. I typically like there are other movies and shows and stuff that do that and they did it really well. I feel like this one did it really poorly. It jumped around almost way too much to the point where I was like, okay, wait, is he, is he back? Like what is going on? Like, is he, is he back home? Is he still on the road? I, I see. I see what you're saying. But at the same time, and I think what they were trying to do was trying to add impact to the fact that he died. So the jumping around, but Jaden, the son Mm -hmm. is with him while he's walking. Yeah. Until the point when the movie says my son is dead. Yeah. Which they hit it well because I was shocked. Okay. Well, going to that point, then the nonlinear storytelling worked for you because it impacted you a little bit harder 
that you're like, wait a minute, he wasn't with him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought they did a really good job in those scenes where he's with him, but not with him. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. actual physically present. The writing was done well enough and the acting was done well enough to be subtle, yeah. be subtle. And you didn't know until you knew, mm-hmm. but it plays into it in a negative. And I would agree that that, that nonlinear storytelling bounced around a lot, a lot to the point that you couldn't figure out where in the story you were sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And it was slow. It was slow. Pacing wise, it was slow enough that it all blended together too, yeah. too easily. And I get it. It's all in a short, short time span. So it's really, it's nonlinear, but it's all, I think within a few months, a six month time yeah. period from, everything that happened while he was alive to everything that happened after his death. Mm-hmm. I think that was all within at least nine months. So that jumping around is okay, but I, I hear what you're saying. I do. Acting wise, I don't feel it was Mark Wahlberg's best. Uh, I don't disagree. I like, he's supposed to be an org. He's supposed to, they live in Oregon well, yeah. yeah, the whole time I'm thinking, you're from Boston. What do you, <laughs> what do you like okay. the, the way he talks and stuff? Like, he's not. He tried. Did he? <laughs> he didn't have a Boston accent. No, but just the way he acted and stuff, he wasn't, he was still being himself. He wasn't, I don't know. He's, he's just not a very good actor. Well, he can only do a, a few things really well. Yeah. And I think he did. F- fine there's a few there's a few times later on in the he's just not a very emotionally driven actor so even the scenes when he's supposed to be intense Mm -hmm. emotionally it doesn't convey well either so i think he was probably a poor choice to play the role and then you add in those few things like he's got a he's got a stigma about him that's hard to shake Mm -hmm. so even if you're trying to get him to play a man from oregon all i'm gonna see is marky mark you know i'm gonna see mark my mind, even more so than just seeing Mark Wahlberg, was seeing Mark Wahlberg's character from Perfect Storm. Okay, I don't think I've seen that one. So. <sighs> You've never seen Perfect Storm? No. Okay, well then this falls on, on deaf ears for you, but it's like, from his facial hair, to the length of his hair, to everything, he looks exactly like he did in Perfect Storm. Okay. Which came out in the early 90s. He looks exactly the same. So I was just like, oh, all I see is, all I see is, Perfect Storm character. He did okay, but I think the movie was at a detriment because of his inability to convey emotion non-verbally. You know, mm-hmm. it, it definitely took a hit because of that. Yeah. Because there's a few scenes where it needed to be acted out with the eyes. It needed to be acted out with the body language. And he just can't convey that, that sort of emotion. At least I've never seen it personally. Yeah. No, I agree. But I think now in terms of, and she just didn't get much to do. Um, she didn't get much to do in her role. But Connie, uh, Connie Britton, who played his wife, I thought did a very good job. Granted, it was a smaller role. He, he had to carry the movie. The movie mm-hmm. was called Joe Bell. He played the character Joe Bell. And unfortunately, since he fell short, the movie fell short. But I think she did a, a, a really good job in her role. And it's even uh, Maxwell Jenkins who lost in space boy, you know, 
the the few scenes that he really got to act, he really got to act, mm-hmm. and he did a really good job. And so did um, Reed Miller. Reed Miller. Reed Miller yeah, did phenomenal. It was really good. He did yeah. phenomenal. I think that the the shortcoming for the movie was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I don't know who else he could have gotten to play the role, but I think they attached him and maybe he was personally drawn to it. Maybe he was like, I see this. I want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And he asked to do it. I would have gotten somebody else. Even a no, a no, I don't want to say that without sounding disrespectful, a no name, somebody who's not famous yeah. to play it. You know, I don't want to see Brad Pitt do that. I don't want to see Matt Damon do that. Right. I want to see somebody who's going to be able to disappear into that character because if I'm thinking about somebody else, if I'm thinking about Mark Wahlberg, if I'm thinking about Matt Damon, it's doing, it's a disservice to Joe, you mm-hmm. know, because this was a real guy who did yeah. real things and really lived. Wahlberg does seem to be drawn to those roles though. Like the true stories that impact America or like yeah. I mean, with Patriot day or Patriots day, uh, Deepwater Horizon, uh, Lone Survivor. And honestly, what did you say? You said Lone Survivor, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon. Yeah. I think those were all directed by Peter Berg. They were, yeah. The two of them together do really, really well because they're very like-minded in the type of movie that they're mm-hmm. making. Those are good movies, and he does a really good job in those movies. I still see Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I don't see Marcus Luttrell because Marcus Luttrell and Mark Wahlberg are two completely different people that was the lone survivor mm-hmm. um this this just it felt different than those films yeah because i like deep water i like all of those movies uh, and you get gary sinise he comes in later in the film he plays gary sinise though yeah <laughs> i i will say though that their interaction on the front porch and stuff when they're just sitting there talking is really good. that was probably the best scene in in the film when he's talking i have about, I, I would say a couple others stand out a little bit more to me but that was a good scene i mean the emotion fell short for me in that one a little bit, especially for Mark Wahlberg. It, you could, to me, you could tell he was reading lines, mm-hmm. you know, and that it, they didn't kind of naturally flow. Gary Sinise, everything he does is naturally mm-hmm. flows for him because he's just that good of an actor. But there was a point in the movie where I think the pacing changed and it got better. I want to say it's probably about halfway through the movie. You could see it tonally shift. And I think it did impact the movie just lost what I was saying for the greater for making it a, a, a more enjoyable watch, you know, mm-hmm. probably once. And it's not a spoiler in saying it once the fact that he had committed suicide was presented. Then that change shifted and it did become a better movie. And I do wonder if they would have stated that sooner, if it would have made the, the entire movie better mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to make it like a, like a, sh- like a shock value yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Because that's only for you. Yeah. The guy who didn't know the story already. If you already knew the story, mm-hmm. it didn't really impact it that much. You know, obviously it's, it's sucks. This kid killed himself. I'm not trying to take away from the impact of that at mm-hmm. all, but in terms of storytelling, it does change the pacing of the movie a lot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, if I didn't known this was a true story, I probably would have looked it up online and found out all that. But since I didn't know, I didn't bother to look it up. So every, like when you find out that Jaden killed himself and he tells the one guy in that bar, like, Oh, my son's dead. Yeah. I was just like, what? 
Well, I mean, the, the emotional heart of the movie is I knew and I didn't do anything. You know, for Mark Wahlberg, he struggles with the fact that he knew his son was struggling. Regardless of what he was struggling with, he knew he was struggling. And in the end, he didn't do anything to help him. And that's what caused him to kill himself. If we would have known that he killed himself at the start of the movie, if you would have started there, I think that tension of everyone failed him would have hit a little bit harder. The mm-hmm. school failed him. His parents failed him. His friends failed him. We see, the, we see those images throughout the yeah. movie. But they didn't hit as hard as I think it was intended to hit. Let's just jump into spoilers. Okay. So from here on out, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to know certain details, again, this is a true story and all this information is out there. We're not actually spoiling anything. Yeah. But it does play a role in how emotionally it it hits you when you Mm -hmm. watch it. So if you don't want to know that, go watch the movie. There's your warning. So... Where do you want to go next? I guess. Well, you said spoilers. I'm trying to figure out like what was the spoiler. Uh, well, just details. You know, it, if I'm spoiling details in the movie, number one, let's. I, I'll say it. I didn't know he died at the end. I didn't know that he was hit. Oh, okay. And killed on his walk to raise awareness for bullying. I'm like, are you kidding? the The movie was coming to a close. Like I could tell it only had maybe 15 minutes left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're not going to see him get to New York. Yeah. I was like, okay, so the movie's going to end short of the destination, which was the point. And at one point you had texted me and you had said plot twist. Was that? That was when you found out his son was dead. Okay. That's when I, I texted you. Sure. And if you didn't know the story, then that makes sense. Yeah. But the plot twist for me was at the end. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Like that sucks. Yeah. That's so sad. It really is. How did this movie hit you emotionally in terms of the, the 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 impact it was trying to make on bullying, tolerance, those few topics? Like bullying just in general? Well, yeah, bullying I mean, in general. I think that's what the movie I mean, was about. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I know I can see in your eyes there are things that you want to say that you're not saying yet. I will probably disagree with you on a few of those points because I don't think this movie was necessarily about homosexuality as much as it was about bullying. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think, I think it was a fair balance between the two. I think you could pull both from it. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Without moving forward, I think it's important to state that both of us, you and I are both conservative Christian men. Yeah. It's stated in, in, in our, in our podcast. We're against bullying of any type. I don't believe that. You, We're just also because, against homosexuality. Right. And, but just because I disagree with homosexuality does not yes. mean I think yes. that it is okay to treat them differently because they live a different lifestyle. Yes. Uh, that is so, not okay. I was behind this movie 100% when it comes to the topic of bullying and how bullying is handled or mishandled. Mm-hmm. I think it obviously pandered and catered to a certain demographic, which is the LGBTQ homosexual community, leaned in heavier to that, to the uh, more left-leaning ideologies on tolerance and what those things are and what those things mean. Um, 
So those aspects of the movie I definitely disagreed with. That took a backseat in terms of how I was approaching the movie mm-hmm. and viewing it, but still can't be ignored. Yeah. A big thing for me was I don't need to see teens making out in any movie. Yeah. We lingered a little bit long on the teen boys yeah. making out in this for yeah. sure. But again, they're catering to a certain demographic. And I get, and I understand it's a movie about a homosexual kid who got bullied. So you're going to have that in there. And I put that aside before I went into watching it. I, I said, I'm not going to make any, I'm not going to go into this with any preconceived judgments on the film. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't sitting there the whole time. Like, Oh, this is stupid. like, this is, you can't, you know, Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. You can't do that. Especially as a film critic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the whole bullying thing. I don't think it, I don't think we saw enough of it in the film for it to affect the way, like maybe emotionally the way I was watching it. Uh, there really wasn't that much in it. There was the one scene with the boys, the football team in the shower. It's like, honestly, the stuff that I, if, okay, so if I'm going to go, off of how stuff affected me, like emotionally watching it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the harder scenes was when Mark Wahlberg came out of the front and told his son to go in the backyard and practice his cheers. That was a bigger impact than any of the other, like the yes. kids bullying him yes. at school. And it's, that's what the, that's what the movie's supposed to be about. I yeah. think. And this is where I think it's a detriment to it that you had Mark Wahlberg doing it because those scenes that I think the movie was supposed to be about fell short. Mm hmm. Every time that it was Mark Wahlberg who was, he wasn't bullying his son. No. But he was definitely, had preconceived ideas of what he wanted his son to be, and he wasn't living up to those, so he was treating him poorly because of that. Yeah. And well, I, go ahead. No. And I was just going to say, I think that's that's something that all men and boys can look at their father, have that relationship with their father. Is like I think all, all parents do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, girl, doesn't matter. Yeah. Son, daughter, that's what I meant. Um this one happened to be the fact that he was a homosexual. And I don't even necessarily think he wasn't okay. I don't know if he was okay with his son being gay or not. It wasn't conveyed across the screen. Well, no, because sometimes it seemed like he was, sometimes it seemed like he wasn't. And it depended on the situation and circumstance he was in. Mm -hmm. You can tell later in the film, he was definitely more invested in his other son and because of interests, his son wrestled. He was into that. He wanted to see that. Yeah. His younger son. So he was like more supportive of him and yeah. more close with him because they had a lot of the same interests. Yeah. Whereas his older son, Jaden, I mean, he didn't have the, a lot of those interests that his dad did because he was just a different interest. Yeah. Not because he was gay or anything. And I don't think, and I think, and I think he was more disappointed in the fact that he didn't have those same interests. And I think he thought that his homosexuality was kind of getting in the way of that rather than because that's a good way to put it. Here's the thing. Jaden didn't have those interests because he was gay. He didn't have those interests because he's just different. He's just interests. Yeah. We all have different interests. Yeah. So but I think Mark Wahlberg or uh, Joe Bell saw those as his homosexuality getting in the way. And that's why it seems like certain scenes really like went out of their way to. And, and I say certain scenes because there would, it would, it was like, it would jump cut to scenes where he was just 
being a jerk. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, are you a bad dad? Yeah. Or are you just being a jerk on purpose? I can't tell. You know, like when he got the new TV and he obviously didn't get the washer, but he got the TV and then his son wanted to have an important conversation with him. And he's like, yeah, but my TV. And then later, which I think one of the biggest scenes that it impacted me was the scene when they went to visit him while he was walking the Mm -hmm. wife and the other son. And then he just flips out on him. And then the younger son, obviously now he's, he's maturing. He's like, no, you're not going to talk to us this way anymore. And I was like, wow, this is a, this is a big scene, but I never got the sense that he was that intense ever before that he was that would just flip out on people. Yeah. But the dialogue made it seem like he did that kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, she would be like, don't come home until you're not this guy anymore. And I'd be like, well, has he always been this guy? Cause I've never seen him be this guy before. I think it was because of Jaden's killing himself. I think that maybe, maybe he, kind of turned into this and was like, got angry and stuff because he thought maybe it was his fault. Cause he didn't do anything. Well, I mean, I get that. I don't know. I guess I just interpreted it as it was something that he's always been this way, even back before. And I, and I think that goes back to the, just the nonlinear storytelling. I think it did it a disservice that could have, uh, yeah. Bigger chunks of it could have been yeah. put together as opposed to cut here, cut here, cut here. I think the story was trying to do too many things. Mm-hmm. I just, then that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Cause it is sad. You know, I hate, I hate seeing stuff like this. You know, there's a few scenes that were, that were really good. You know, you could tell they were written with the utmost intentionality in the best way mm-hmm. when it comes to the bullying stuff. Okay. Now all the, all the stuff that was, you, you know, uh, leaning more into the homosexuality stuff that was intentionally written that way as well. This entire movie was intentional. All movies are intentionally written the way that they're written, but the scenes where it's like, okay, we're going to address this. And that being the scene with the teacher and the son or the teacher and them addressing the fact that he's being bullied. And the teacher was like, well, we, we, we we're not going to do anything about it. And she's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like this actually happens. Mm-hmm. It was written in such a way that it hit really, really well. Mm-hmm. Or the scene in the in the drag bar when they were talking about uh, the church and different things like that, and I was like, okay, I, at some point I knew they were going to address that. Yeah, but they addressed it really well, I thought, and it was written really, really well. Especially when you look at and he called out the Catholic Church and he called out a lot of different church mentalities that are like, okay, well, you kind of, it kind of seems like you ignore certain things over here, but over here you, mm-hmm. you're so intolerant that you can't even think about the people, even though you're, it's one thing to address the stuff going on in people's lives, but to aid in not intentionally, but aid in being a part of this bullying mentality that pushes people away instead of drawing people in. Mm-hmm. We're all just as fault to that as, as anybody is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just think certain scenes were written well. And then the rest of it, the I, again, I, I think you hit it on the head and we keep coming back to it. I think the intentionality, the way it was written was well, the formatting, the storytelling, the nonlinear storytelling is probably the biggest detriment to it. Mm-hmm. And the way that it chopped and cut its, its emotional drive and its emotional build and crescendo and fall fell flat because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and I, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it or not, but like the suicide scenes and stuff like there wasn't, I've seen other movies where they have suicide 
and it hits a lot harder. It's more emotionally effective than this one did. And I don't know if that's because we knew he was already dead before they showed the scene and they never showed, they didn't have to show anything and that's not what it was. But before they showed the scene of his mom running up, mm-hmm. so if you look at like, because uh, when I was watching it, I was thinking I was like dead poets. I heard the word apocalyptic <laughs> in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> dead de- poet society. Okay. When the kid kills himself and that, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you're just like, wow, like that hit harder. Yeah. yeah. This was like, Oh, well, I already knew he was dead. Yeah. And I knew he committed suicide because we just found that out like 10 minutes previously. Yeah. But that scene when he's on the phone with his friend, with his friend and her mom. That, yeah. It's probably one of the most impactful scenes in the entire movie. And that, that scene had me gripped and he acted that so well. Mm-hmm. So well. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible. Because it's, we, we all see the, we all get the suicide prevention information where it's like okay what they say these these certain words these are like trigger words to suspect something is going on i'm like he's saying all of those things like oh Mm -hmm. it's heart-wrenching but you're right and then it leads up to kind of a a a fall off it just didn't hit the way i think they the movie intended it to yeah i don't really have anything else to say i mean i we're kind of repeating the same thing over and over again do you have any final thoughts or it was a short movie, like an hour and a half. It wasn't a long movie. And I don't know, maybe this is one that would have benefited from being a little bit longer, but if it's going to be longer, if it's going to be longer, then it's got to have more content, you know, not just longer for the sake of being longer, but longer for the sake of intentionality on, on what it was trying to get across. Yeah. Because it did seem like a lot of just cut scenes put together to tell a story in a specific way. So we're mm-hmm. going to take this scene. We're going to put, I know what I just said is literally what, what movies are. But this this movie seemed like the making of a movie, not an actual movie. Yeah. You know? When they titled it Joe Bell, so in the title... It's about it his like it's supposed to process. Be about, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that. No. It's, it's a, what you're saying is, is exactly... I think it's just trying to say too many things. Instead of nailing down on like what this is the core, this is the core, this is the heart... And we're going to surround it with everything else. Mm-hmm. There was no core and it's just all the pieces floating around. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, what would you give this as a rating? Ooh, I would, I would probably say maybe a four, four. Yeah, I would okay. probably say a four. I mean, it's kind of arbitrary. I know to give it a rating. Yeah. The elements of it were really good, and then the rest of it was just okay. Yeah. What would you say? I'd give it about two and a half, maybe a three. So somewhere in the middle. It falls in that, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you recommend it? Ooh. I don't know that it would. I mean, I'm again, going back to the, the, the elements that I even disagreed with, for, for this, that, or the other reason, setting all of that aside, I don't think there was enough here to constitute being like, hey, yeah, I, I think you should see this movie because it's going to impact your life in, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can't say that I would. Yeah. It's just something that I think is going to come and go and, and, and yeah. be forgotten, unfortunately. Yeah. I agree. I think. You know, I don't know if you remember a movie back in, ooh, it's called How to Save a Life. You remember that? Oh, movie? yeah. Which was, was about teen suicide. Great. Yeah. That movie hit so hard. 
Mm-hmm. I can't think of any movies that are like this. Yeah. Um, off that, the top of my head, that dealt with that. Dealt with the that movie dealt with a, a number of just depression and like reasons yeah. why kids yeah. are getting like yeah. it wasn't just bullying; it was like addictions no. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. That, Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I just think this movie lacks heart. If I were yeah. to get, if I were to say anything about it, I think it lacks a, it, the heart of, and not lacks heart. I I know what it was trying to do, mm-hmm. and I respect what it was trying to do. I just don't think it succeeded in it. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I would recommend it to anyone, but for me, you know, it was one of those that, and it, as soon as it came out, we had had discussions. I was like, something... I love movies. So it's like something inside me is like, I want to say I've seen this movie and Mm -hmm. I want to say that I, I I have thoughts on this movie. Yeah. But yeah, I think it ends there. Yeah. So sweet. Anything else? Nope. Kind of ending ending there. Yeah. So with that being said, don't forget to tune in to YouTube every Wednesday. We're doing the book of Boba Fett and then we're still going to come out here every other week and give you guys a, a throwback just review, a review. Yeah, throwback yeah. review of different movies. Yep. Go on to I, Apple Music, yeah, Apple Podcasts, and uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, check us out on, you can find us on Google, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, if you have any thoughts on this movie, please yeah. go uh, either write us an email or hit us up on Instagram. That's probably the two easiest places to find us mm-hmm. to get a quick response. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this movie or on, on any movie, but yeah. on this one, this is what we're talking about this week. So yeah. find us there. All right. That's all I got. Good luck with your resolutions. Yeah. Happy. Bye. <laughs>